Welcome to Safety Chats. Host Jason Stark, Director of Safety at Baldwin Safety and Compliance, shares decades of aviation experience and a passion for safety with an emphasis on healthy and robust safety cultures in aviation and transportation organizations. Since 2004, Baldwin has partnered with transportation providers to help pilots, safety managers, frontline teams, and others to integrate, document, and build positive safety cultures and organizations. Each podcast episode will focus on an element of safety that can help you in your workplace, whether it's a cockpit, vehicle, or hangar. Let's get started with this week's safety chat. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Safety Chat Podcast. Man, I am so thrilled you're here. And if you can see me now, I actually did the the uh, the air quotes around here uh, because, well, obviously you're not. Although I wish you were. It'd be great to see you all someday and see you in person. But I'm glad you could join me on this podcast. On this one today, we're going to talk a little bit about risk tolerability. It's such a fascinating term. And it's like, how tolerable is your organization to risk? And it's actually a very important concept, I think for many reasons, um, when I think about it. But when I was back with IBAC, that's one of the, that's one of the questions um, when you look at the protocols that defining, is in safety policy, that, that you had to define the levels in the organization that could accept risk on behalf of the organization. And that, that is really actually related to risk tolerability. And I'll, I'll tell you what I mean here in just a little bit, but the, this term risk tolerability, um, what, what does this mean? And, and I want to kind of give you like a high level thinking on risk tolerability. The, the idea of risk tolerability to me is fascinating because in the old days, and I say old days, probably hopefully older than me, um, it was this idea that it was up to the frontline individuals. So in, in the context of flying, it was up to the pilot to make that determination usually, um, is this risk acceptable you know, for the mission? Is it not acceptable? And it just really put the onus square on the pilot, again, in the context of flight operations. And we can, we can put this uh, to any operation. So let's just call it the front line. It puts the onus squarely on the front line that they have to deal with uh, accepting or rejecting risk that if things were to go sideways could not only obviously impact the frontline employee, but could really seriously impact the organization as well. So that, that's kind of like the high-level idea I want to go with. But when we when we talk about risk tolerability, that that idea, that notion is actually baked into the definition of safety. So we, we see safety uh, sometimes defined as freedom from risk, which is not tolerable. So it's, it's this idea of tolerabilities is actually baked into safety. So it's saying that for, for safety, you could not have risk that's intolerable. So you'd be free from risk that is not tolerable. And if we remember, of course, risk uh, itself arises from hazard. Now, hazard, of course, being any condition or object that has the potential to cause or contribute to an aircraft accident or an incident as defined by ICAO, or sometimes I just say an accident or incident when we look at other functionalities within the organization. And it's that it's that what could happen as a result of that potential is what the risk is. It's that what could happen. And as you remember that we define that what could happen um, when we put it to risk, we, we talk about the, the uh, severity of that what could happen and the probability 
of that what could happen. So, so we have this idea of risk um, in everywhere in our organization because we have hazards all over our environment. I don't care if you're a pilot, mechanic, uh, line service worker, um, you know, you name it, dispatcher, even in the office setting. I mean, we have hazards all around us. And it's incumbent upon the organization uh, through the safety management system, obviously, to say, okay, well, we have these hazards. What could happen? How bad would it be? And what is the probability of this bad thing happening? So now we have this idea, okay, now we have risk, okay, in terms, and we've defined it in terms of probability and severity. So now we get to the next action. Everybody knows this in safety risk management. You identify the risk, you assess the risk, and then you mitigate the risk. And the idea is that we, we talk about mitigating risk to something that is tolerable. And we have to say that, again, that tolerable is the opposite of intolerable or unacceptable. So you're taking something that, as it sits right now, is not acceptable to the organization, and you're mitigating it so that the, the risk is tolerable, that the organization will tolerate it. And we have to remember that we, we, cannot, we cannot mitigate to absolute safety unless we relatively took away everything that we do, which just is not, is not, you know, it's just not practical. So, so this idea of absolute safety is not uh, possible. So there's always going to be risk. Okay. And, and we have to understand that the, um, when we first identify the risk and assess the risk, I should say, if it's not tolerable, if it's unacceptable, we have to mitigate it to something that is tolerable. So, and, and when we do that, um, when we do that, we, we get into this notion of mitigating to as low as reasonably practicable. And I, and I get ahead of myself there um, because when we, we, we really want to now talk, dive into this idea of the risk tolerability. So, so, so far we've talked about, you know, the hazard risk and then mitigating risk. And we want something that is, we obviously can't have unacceptable just by the nature of the terms that we have to do something to, we have to mitigate to what's tolerable. So risk acceptance uh, versus tolerable criteria actually defines what the organization will accept as the cost of doing business versus what it will tolerate in doing business. So I just kind of threw in a new, new idea there. So, so far we've talked about intolerable or unacceptable risk. We talked about tolerable risk, but we also have this idea of acceptable risk too. And, and this is, this is where we, what we see on the risk matrices, but this is where it starts getting a little fuzzy. And, and a lot of risk matrices, you'll see it as red, yellow, green. So if we, if we use that framework of colors, what we're saying is that this idea of green is acceptable. And what that means basically is it's risk that's, it's just, it's just accepted. It just is. It's, it's the nature of doing business. It's, it's something that it's part of the cost of doing business. It, it doesn't need to be addressed. It just is. There is no point in trying to mitigate it further. And, and so where, where we mostly deal with though, in, in our, in our profession with, with safety management is this idea of tolerable. What is, what is tolerable? So, so when we, when we think about this tolerable region, what we are doing is we're putting in this idea of mitigating to ALARP, as it's been called. That sounds like a horrible acronym to say ALARP, but it's this idea of low as reasonably practicable. 
And that ALARP region, that as low as reasonably practicable, is that region that stands between this is just the cost of doing business, this is, this is acceptable risk, this is what we've already accepted as being in this line of work, versus in the other end, the unacceptable. So it's that region that's in between. And that is where we normally end up mitigating to, is this idea of low is reasonably practicable. And it's those region, it is that area that is what is considered tolerable by the organization. So when we talk about tolerable, it means that the organization will tolerate that present risk level because as part of ALARP, it is not practicable or is not it is not it is not practical, I should say, to reduce that risk any further. So the organization is going to tolerate. Now it's important that the organization say that predefined what it's going to tolerate. So you, you can't have something that's like crazy dangerous and you mitigate it and it's still crazy dangerous and you're gonna say, okay, well, we've mitigated as far as we can, we're gonna tolerate it. No, because if it's still in that region that it, it, if you predefine it, you're gonna have a region that's still, the organization is saying, no, this is not acceptable, this is not good. So obviously, um, and, and we see this already pre-baked into a lot of risk matrices. On a side note though, that is something the organization should define. It, it's, it's hard to imagine that with all the variety of missions that are out there from you know crazy you know emergency rescue services down to you know sightseeing um and i'm not i'm not biasing any either one of those but but it's the idea that everybody's risk matrix seems to be the same and the risk matrix or what your organization is going to tolerate and what it's not going to tolerate is really um your organization decision but the risk matrix uh, that we see in the IKO example with the red region, the yellow region, and the green region is a good place to start to help guide your organization to say, this is what's not acceptable. This is what is obviously acceptable and, and what, you know, is just, we take it as that it's going to be there. It's fine with us. It's cost of doing business. And then you have that yellow region, uh, which is considered what's called tolerable, the tolerable region. So um, again, in that ALARP, you're you're taking risk uh, that might have originated as intolerable, and you're reducing it down to a predefined region that if you can't reduce it any further, if it's impractical, the cost is too high. The idea is that okay, it's in this region, we can tolerate it. Um, it's not ideal; we don't love it, uh, but it is it is something we're going to tolerate. Hence, risk tolerability. Excuse me. So um, the organization, like I said, has to make this determination, though. This is so important that the organization um, define what is tolerable to it. So now we're getting a sense. Now we're getting a sense that we, we've been mentioning the organization over and over again. We haven't mentioned the front line yet, which we, we shouldn't have to. And that's the point. So it's the organization, and this is one of the big things about safety management, is now the organization is saying, hey, this is this is not okay with us. This down here is the cost of doing business, and this we are willing to tolerate, assuming that we have the best mitigation that we can possibly put in there that makes that makes sense. So now we're starting to see this idea of tolerability. 
Um, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee and we're going to take a break here and then we're going to talk a little bit more about risk tolerability and the assignment of making that decision when we come back. If you are thinking about upping your safety training, or maybe you are in need of CAM credits for aviation manager certification, you should think Baldwin. Visit baldwinvirtualtraining.com to learn more. Now, back to Safety Chats with Jason Stark. All right, welcome back. Hope you had a good break. It's always good to get a nice cup of joe. Uh, having unseasonably cool weather down here in, in Houston, so hot cup of coffee actually feels really good right now. But um, we're getting back to this idea of, of risk tolerability. So I, just to recap a few things. So obviously, if the risk cannot be justified in any circumstance, if it's, you know, if it's at a level that says, you know what, we predefined it, this is this is this can't be justified this cannot be accepted then obviously it is unacceptable um and then if it is if you do have a risk that's unacceptable or even uh you know even on the high end of tolerability but you you mitigate it to a larp this idea is low is reasonably practicable and as a side note on that term some people kind of balk at the word practicable it's like practicable is that even really a word and I was listening to a podcast the other day, and it, I don't know if they mispronounced it, but then when you look at the definition, it makes sense. It was pronounced as practicable. I'm like, wow, I've never heard it pronounced that way. So it's, it's practicable, but what can be put into practice? So when we look at ALARP, as low as reasonably, what can be put into practice? And when we look at our, our mitigations. So it, when, we, when we mitigate uh, to ALARP and we... We get into this region that's tolerable, but anything more could not be put into practice. It's it's not practical, um, in a sense. Then uh, we 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 say it's tolerable. It, it it is tolerable risk. So now we get into this notion of well, who makes that decision? Who makes that decision? And and that is key. And that's where we get back into the opening of this podcast of you have to define who in the organization has the authority to accept risk on behalf of the organization. And that really needs to be defined in your organization. Now, a lot of times people broad brush it. They say, okay, green pilots can accept it, which is kind of weird because, I mean, if if you really can mitigate down into green, that'd be fantastic. Um, But it's not really acceptance. It's just the green is just this is this is part of business. This is what we do. You know, like uh, I'm sure there are, there are risks associated even with doing a pre-flight, being out there on a ramp and whatnot with the noise and all that. And, you know, the organization has deemed that as being just part of, you know, that's acceptable risk. That's something that's just part of doing business. But when we get into that, that tolerable region, so, so if you find a risk that is unacceptable and you mitigate it to ALARP, but it puts it like right on the fringes of what the organization is willing to tolerate. You might not want the front line, the sharp end of the spear, if you will, to be the one to say, that's okay. You know, I'm gonna say on behalf of the organization that yes, that's, that is tolerable. Um, you know, you, you, you would want somebody higher enough up in the, in the organization to say, yes, this is the risk that the organization is willing to accept and the controls that were brought into play to reduce it to this level are appropriate and they're sound. That is an important call. That is something that your leadership absolutely needs to be a part of. 
because it is speaking on behalf of the organization in terms of what the organization will consider it will tolerate in terms of risk. And it can go from there. So as you get lower down on the tolerability scale, things that are more tolerable versus less tolerable, um, but still tolerable nonetheless, um, when you get into those regions that are more tolerable, it might be okay to say, okay, now we can go down the echelon to maybe middle management or department management, whatever it might be, uh, to say that, yes, this is, this is okay. We can accept this on behalf of the organization. But, and I see, it's strange too, because I see acceptance criteria for unacceptable risk. You know, usually when you see like the color-coded table that for red, CEO, and then for yellow, chief pilot maybe, whatever it is, which is strange because in red, nobody can accept it. Your policy or your organization has defined the policy that that is unacceptable. So just by nature of the word unacceptable, it is not acceptable. But it's that when you get into that region of tolerability, of what's tolerable to the organization, then we really need to start defining, we really need to start defining who in the organization can say, we will tolerate it. That region is not saying you're automatically going to say, yes, we'll tolerate it. It's, it should give you an idea, that region should give you an idea of how, lack of a better word, bad this risk is in terms of probability and severity. And then it should, it should give you that kind of outline or that region um, of risk. And then it should then also guide to who needs to make that decision, how that decision needs to be made, and when that decision needs to be made should be all dictated. So we can't say, okay, it's yellow, it's good. Okay, we're, we're good to go. No, it, it's still, there still needs to be made a decision. So if it's on, if, if, the, if the individual who's like on the high end of the, of the nearly intolerable scale, says, no, that's where I'm still not okay with that, then either we're going to continue to try to mitigate, assuming that we haven't gone to ALARP, or we're going to abandon the position. What the tolerable region does, I believe, is that it opens up the discussion to say, okay, let's look at this um, and say, is this truly mitigated to ALARP? And with the controls in place and considering what we're doing, do we want to tolerate this? Because in the red, I know I'm I know I'm sounding like a broken record here, but in the red, we're saying no go. We're not even going to look at it. I mean, we, we can mitigate it, but as it stands now, um, if we can't mitigate it any further and it's still in the red, no, there's, there's no question. Policy says we're not going to accept it. But when we get into that tolerable region, then we can start having the discussion is the, is the way I like to think about it. I love to think about it. So when we look at um, risk acceptance, obviously when we look at um, develop, you know, even even conjuring up risk, trying to think of a better term there, but um, we it, it can be quantitative or qualitative, and we know that. And we, we kind of use, uh, normally in our industry, we use a qualitative scale, like we, we see the one through five, A3, and um, but there are there are quantitative methods for defining risk uh, in terms of probability and, and gets into all kind of funky math and simulations and whatnot. But, um, but when, when, when the organization is deciding what is tolerable and what is not tolerable or what is unacceptable and even to some extent what is what is acceptable um the basis of definitions we, we should look at them but you know there there may be government legislation that says this is what we're allowing the organizations to tolerate and what they can't 
Um, industry standards also seem to provide guidance into into um, risk acceptance, risk tolerability. Knowledge of accidents and incidents of their and their effects is also a great way to say, okay, um, you know, based on your missions and your environment that you operate in, if there have been any events, um, that's a great way to also define what you can consider tolerable. So there, there may be something that you consider um, highly, highly tolerable or <laughs> nearly intolerable. Get my tolerables mixed up, but you, you may find something that is is near the end of the intolerable range or the tolerable range, and it may be that you see okay, well, based on a similar situation. Uh, this is how it manifests. You may say, "Okay, no, this 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 region is is not good. We we need to we need to not accept this region." So so a lot of a lot of past events can provide guidance to that, and that goes along to with experience from activities that are happening now that you observe uh, versus past events. So um, so when we when we get back into that idea of of determining what's tolerable and uh, or reasonably practicable. We'll call it so that ALARP region. Um, that, that's another question that comes up: is well, how do we know we're ALARP? And and that's a great question. And and one of them, uh, one of the best ways is is to is to probably perform a cost benefit analysis. So so we look at uh, we, we look at you know when we're mitigating it, we look at okay, what's the cost of this mitigation going to be versus mitigating and then doing the doing the mission or doing with the task or whatever it may be, what's the benefit that's going to bring to us? And if the cost obviously way outweighs the benefit, then we know we've gone past ALARP. It's just, it's just not, it's not practical anymore. It's not practical any longer. So it's, uh, you're, you're, you're putting something into practice that really can't be practiced because it's not going to bring benefit. It's going to cause you to lose money. You know, we go into those, uh, the dilemma of the two P's, you put too much into protection and then production is going to suffer and, and whatnot. So, so uh, the cost-benefit analysis is actually a great way to um, to look at to say are we really as low as reasonably practicable, and if you are, is the residual risk is it tolerable? Is it something that is in this region that we defined as tolerable? If it is, then now we can have the discussion and we can say we can say okay. Um, we can have the discussion and say, okay, is the is the mitigation truly ALARP? Is it going to cause us harm? Uh, are the mitigations good? And they make sense. So that is my spiel on risk tolerability. Um, just had that had that itch in the back of my head for some reason, but um, I love the topic. I uh, love to hear what you think of the topic. Uh, if you want to drop me a you want to drop me an email or post a comment with the with the podcast, um, love to see. You know what your thoughts are and uh, how you define tolerability, maybe in your organization. Well, that being said, uh, thank you guys so much for for joining me. I mean, it really is a privilege to be able to do this, to speak to you on this stuff. Uh, you know, we at Baldwin, we love this stuff. We love talking about it, and love the fact that we can do a podcast. Uh, again, please, uh, if you have any questions or any topics that you would love to hear about or would love to explore, drop us a line. We, we'd love to we'd love to hear from you and then we hope to see you again there go my air quotes but we hope to see you at the next podcast stay safe
This podcast is brought to you by Baldwin Safety and Compliance, the leader in safety management for the transportation industry. Since 2004, Baldwin has been providing state-of-the-art solutions and 24-7 support to the aviation and transportation industries. Baldwin's clients include all sizes and types of transportation operators. Baldwin provides safety and related business services to commercial and non-commercial transportation operators, medical transporters, FBOs, MROs, airports, flight schools, UAS operators, firefighters, OEMs, ground transport operators, and others. Visit baldwinsms.com to discover how Baldwin can enhance your organization's safety program.